Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Today's guest actually reached out to me and wanted to be on the show, which does not happen very often. Usually it's the other way around. I'm reaching out to the guests, but in this case, I was reached out. He wanted to be on the show. He is an aspiring podcaster himself. So take notes, everybody. If you want to be on the show, just hit me up. I'm always willing to have anybody on and have a conversation with anybody. And if you got something you want to promote, come on the show and promote it. Lo and behold, me and this guy had an amazing conversation today. This might have been one of my favorite podcasts I've done. So you never know what you're going to get. I've, I've met this guy just in passing a few times. We've had very little conversation. Today, had one of the best conversations I've ever had. This one gets pretty political, so that's two political episodes in a row, but we cover all spectrums on this, and we, we have a really good conversation, so I think you'll enjoy it. Don't usually like to go the political route, but when it comes to my guests, we talk about whatever. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Ryan Rowan. One who I, my last buddy I had on, Eric. Eric yeah. Wolf. yeah, yeah. We was, almost went two hours. Yeah, I've seen that. You guys were going hard, especially the other week. There was some major disagreement over some of the Corona stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's fine. Like yeah, you yeah. notice that there's a lot of that. Oh yeah, but that's the difference between a, a a good person and a bad person, in my opinion. Being able to disagree with somebody and still continue the conversation, or or just be like, okay, cool, I disagree with you. Let's we're still friends. It right. doesn't mean I you're a piece of shit or something, you know? Like, <laughs> Well, and to be honest, I, I'm not even, I don't really have full thought out opinions on the yeah. whole thing anyway. You know, yeah. you get information yeah. from all these different yeah, places sure. and it's all conflicting. Yeah. It's like, I'll never tell anybody don't get the vaccine. Like I'm yeah. not strongly against that. Yeah. It's like, that's your choice. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's like, but I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> I'm not going to wreck somebody over not getting it. Yeah, it's exactly. like, that's also your choice. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know. I'm not, when it comes to, uh, I know you were talking about like how you, you get into some political mm-hmm. stuff and that's like, I'm, I'm totally down. Yeah. I just don't know enough about right. it to really enjoy talking about it. Like I totally yeah. talk about it, but I, I always feel like I come off like a fool sometimes when I talk about it. Cause I'm just not well educated. I wouldn't say that. I've, I've like your fourth of July rant, your uh, your fourth episode. Yeah, you were going off, and it wasn't even like you had some pretty informed opinions. It felt like. I mean, uh, there was some stuff that that maybe you could have definitely articulated better. Articulated better, but you know that's that is what it is. You know? Right. It was also your fourth episode. So <laughs> true. True. Um. Yeah. So Eric or Eric, we just said my buddy right? <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Do appreciate yeah, it. For sure. Um, this is an interesting one because we don't really know each other. Right, yeah. And most of my guests I either have met before or I have some kind of a background on. Yeah. So give me like just a quick, I don't know, tell me about you. So like, I'm a bartender at the FOE. That's how actually how I met you. I know mm-hmm. your, your cousin Aaron. Or, uh, right, cousin? Yes. Yeah, so your cousin Aaron, he's one of my regulars, and uh, I saw you guys perform a few weeks ago. I, I support your merch sometime. Yeah, I Actually, saw that. Yeah, my laptop has uh, his uh, his band sticker on it, so... Appreciate um, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bartender. I've done a little bit of everything. 
but uh, mostly I, I'm just a dad. I, oh, I cool. work and take care of my kid. I'm a, I'm a single father, so yeah, not too much to tell. I'm very intellectually minded, uh, halfway ignorant and halfway intelligent. It's like I mean, I, I like think that's say. the best yeah. way to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't. You got to stay humble. Yeah, you know. I, well, and like that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is the fact that you you know we were talking about how I, I feel like I'm not well educated on the right. matter, but the whole point of a lot of it, I think, is just being able to express your opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to convince anybody of what they should and shouldn't believe. I'm yeah. just trying to get my perspective across. Absolutely. I like to... You know the the story about how Newton discovered the law of gravity? Mm-hmm. Apple fell on his head and boom, he had a thought. I like to go into situations trying to be that apple. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but I want to fall on your head and make you think something. And maybe that idea turns into something more concrete, or maybe it goes away. But either way, ideas are beautiful things, you know? So that's that's how I try and go into conversations, not necessarily trying to convince anybody of anything. Right. Just like, here's the information, you know what I mean? You decide how that affects uh, your place in life. So I feel like a big problem I have a lot of the times when I'm in conversations or debates or whatever it might be is... I I really feel like I want everybody to kind of like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm too afraid to offend anybody or rub somebody the wrong way. And it's not for the fact that I'm I I care about everybody's feelings in that right. matter. It's more like I just don't want there to be conflict. It, yeah, you try and avoid chaos. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's like so I'll, I'll, I'd rather, for me, if in a debate or a conversation, I'd rather shut it down and just avoid conflict yeah. than, than have a, a reasonable debate. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I've dealt with so many people that are just so hard-headed that there's no point in even having the debate. Well, you definitely need to know when to walk away. Like, uh, know, when you're, uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Like, mm-hmm. That's a fact of life, you know? There, is, there are some people you're not going to convince no matter how many facts you present or whatever your opinions may be. Maybe it's not even a debate. Just hitting a brick wall, sometimes it's easier to just walk away. All right, cool. We agree to disagree, and we go from there. You know what I mean? We're all still humans. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, we're, we're not homogenous, dude. We're not a hive mind. We're not all going to agree on everything. Well, it sure seems like that's a lot of where they're, a lot of people want it to go that way. It, it certainly does. Like a it, one... A, I don't... One I, world government. Go I, ahead yeah, say I, it. I, hate, <laughs> I hate the idea, like the whole, like you know what's a new world order like right, right the one world currency one world government yeah, yeah all, all, that all that stuff for sure i don't really like that th- that because i don't see that as really ever happening uh i i could i, I would well, argue that there already is a one world currency there already is a one world government you got the united nations you've got visa and discover and american express you can be used in any country in the world you know what i mean yeah we're we already have a world economy you know I, I don't think there's one person in power. Do you know who Tim Pool is? Oh, yeah. One of my idols. I love this guy. He, he likes to reference something called the standalone uh, syndrome, I think it's called. I might be uh, messing that up. But it's where a standalone complex where somebody, a whole bunch of different somebodies, they do st- things that seem like they're all working towards the same goal, but it's really just individuals acting in certain ways that would benefit them, and it creates what looks like a conspiracy. So, like, I tend more towards that where, uh, you know, it's only natural for a CEO to try and monopolize as much of the market because that's where how you make the most money, you know, mm-hmm. if everybody's dollars are coming to you. Do I think it's right? No. But I don't think it's some grand conspiracy or the Illuminati or anything. I just think it's a bunch of rich people trying to get their way. Yeah. I mean, 
there's definitely the the thought of nefarious beings trying to push toward that one world everything should and, i say it jeffrey epstein yeah or <laughs> i mean the rothschild oh I, yeah yeah there's all those I, i've heard of a bunch of them and and you know what the thing here's here's where i am as far as like conspiracies and such i'm so highly like easily influenced yeah, yeah. that all of them sound convincing to me. What, what's Joe Rogan say? I want to believe so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to veer away from it. Yeah. Well, I always just kind of have to revert <laughs> back to what do I want to believe more than... Okay. okay. Obviously, you have to believe what is true. Well, yeah, if it's in your face. Exactly. You know, so. But if there's, some, if there's skepticism out there, I like to just... I like to believe what I hope is the truth. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's fair. Just it can be kind of naive, but it, it is no, for fair. sure. And yeah. now I'm, I'd rather be naive and yeah. at peace in my mind and just like enjoying life as it is for myself, and not worry as much about the things that the the nefarious the nefarious Jesus. nefarious. I just yes, said I the word you. earlier. <laughs> yeah. it's the awesome. horrible things that are happening in the world that I have no control over that may or may not be happening. You know, but there's wisdom in that. If True. people quit work, one of the problems we have today, you see it everywhere, social media, everybody is worried about something happening thousands of miles away from them, but they don't worry about the homeless dude living down the street from them. They don't worry about the mentally ill guy down the street who, who can't seem to find a job, you know what I mean? And is on the verge of losing everything. If people just focused on their local level crap, you know, and just fixed what was going on in their own backyard, stopped worrying about Afghanistan, China, all these external threats, we'd be a much better place. You know what I mean? Oh, I a hundred percent agree. It's, it's, that's where I get into the thought that it's all nefarious, you know, like the media consciously lying to us constantly, oh, yeah. trying to spread all this, inf this information and make us as afraid as possible. I really do think, and, and, and so I don't believe in like the Illuminati, a bunch of rich people getting uh, together, but I do wonder about our government and, and the way they present themselves. You know, you can say that the Illuminati or some a bunch of rich moguls are, they're probably not conferring, like, how do we control the populace? But I guarantee you, people are lobbyists and, and politicians. They're all behind closed doors, like, all right, how do we make them as afraid as possible so that they can give us more power? Patriot Act 1, Patriot Act 2, Patriot Act 3 is on its way. You know what I mean? So that's where I tend towards in that regard. But, like, well, that. <laughs> Social media fell in their lap, and it was just like it became so easy. Oh, yeah. So fast. Without a doubt. I mean, you look, what was it, like 15 years ago? Facebook came out 16 years ago, something like that. And and now everybody's on it. Like, it's literally a third of the world's population is on it. Well, and, and it was it was always kind of, and that Twitter, Instagram, well, yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. It was like, I feel like it was always originally viewed as like, oh, this is fun. Like, mm -hmm. we just get to, like, communicate with our friends from that we, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, make new friends online, this right. and that. That was what it was always, like, viewed as at first. And now it's just this divisive mechanism that all you see now, ha half the stuff you see on any social media is just some political thing oh, or yeah. some agenda-driven thing. Absolutely. Have you, have you ever seen the movie uh, The Social Network where it talks about... I have uh, not. Uh, well, but I, I know what yeah, it's about. Yeah, so Mark Zuckerberg, his rise. There was a giant problem that they ran into where uh, they had to figure out how to monetize it. The answer then was ads. 
You ever notice that a few years ago that there were no ads and then boom, you blinked and next thing you know, your timeline, every few uh, inches there was, or, or every few posts, there was another ad. It, that's, that's where I think it, it turned evil because then it became about making money. You had to sell data, you know, our data to companies who then are like, okay, this is what they're interested in. These are the products we're going to show them. And that's where it, it, they figured out that you can use these al algorithms. There's another movie called The Social Dilemma. It's on uh, yeah, well. Netflix. It's a really good one. But they talk about how social engineering, you take uh, these algorithms and you can literally predict when somebody's going to poop, when, they, when they're going to go eat. Uh, I hop on uh, in my car every day, and my phone sends me a notification knowing exactly where I'm going. It sends me my work address. Yeah. A and I'm, I'm like, well, how do you know that I'm going? Because it, it maps us out day to day, and then there's prediction algorithms. So, like, I think that's where it went sour. It started out, let's just, like, have a, a common place on the Internet, kind of a town square where everybody could talk, and then, boom, they had to figure out how to make money off of it. Right. And that's where it all changed because, well, money, that's... That's where it all comes down to. You know? Yeah. The um, well, and it's funny too because last <laughs> week I was talking about the COVID mm -hmm. stuff, right? And um, you were just talking about like you know how it tracks you and all this yeah. stuff. And like the big, a lot of the big thing is oh, there's the chip in the in the <laughs> vaccine, and I'm far yeah. from that. That's such a ridiculous notion. We have phones. Yeah. If, anything that if you carry them with you everywhere you go, they don't need to put a microchip. We're already in being tracked. <laughs> yeah. We're already being monitored. They li they're listening to us right now. Yeah, you not know? only. Like, is there a, a navigation in there? There's audio. Yeah. There's video. Yeah. Like they have every aspect they need right there. Absolutely. Um, and I was thinking about it too because like my friend he he actually posed a good question to me and like made me actually think about why it is that I I'm just I'm not I'm opposed to getting the vaccine and it's not so much that I'm just deathly opposed to right. it. But I don't get a flu vaccine. I'm yeah. not I'm not scared to get it if I got it. Whatever, right? You know, I do think we don't know enough about it to just like stick it right in my blood, you know, right into me. I am one hundred percent with you, and that's uh, I am like you said, I'm not anti-vax whatsoever. Absolutely. I got my shots throughout my childhood, and I don't regret it. Otherwise, who knows? I might have gotten polio or yeah. some stupid shit. You know, some crazy. Yeah, exactly. Disease. I might be in a fucking wheelchair right now. It could be so much worse. What I am against is is mandating it. You know what I mean? Like. It is ridiculous for somebody to tell you that no matter what happens, you have to go get this without, and I'm not even talking about without research because the polio vaccine, it was much the same as, as right now. They kind of just rolled it out, but they didn't mandate it. They didn't go to your door and be like, you're going to get this or you're going to be fired from your job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where I have a problem with it. I'm very libertarian minded. I think the government should have the power to defend and protect the United States and that's it. Not no regulations, taxes for the military, and that's it. Other than that, the, I mean, the, the U.S. Constitution is just walking uh, paper as as far as they're concerned at this point, you know. Right. But and and you see it in the ma vaccine mandate, you know, all these companies that they're going to be laying off hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of workers if they don't get the vaccine because they're afraid of a fine from the government, you know. Which is horrible. That's where I become anti-vax. They should not be able to do that to anybody. Well, and here's the thing, too. It's like, I get the idea of, you know, these are scientists, these are medical professionals, mm -hmm. and to deny the vaccine is to deny that. However, how often do you watch your TV and then you see, 
uh, if you were exposed to this drug in 1990 or whatever, yeah, or yeah. or if you took, you know, whatever medication, then you might be eligible for a lump sum of right. whatever because you you may or you may have yeah, developed cancer. Yeah, the asbestos cancer. claims yeah. it just just giant lawsuits. You want to know why you'll never see that commercial about any of these vaccines? The, the Pfizer, Moderna, and I cannot for the, I always forget Johnson that. and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Uh, they all were granted non-liability multi-billion dollar contracts, meaning that no matter what happens with these vaccines, let's say five, ten years from now, you know, or, or even maybe 20 years, somebody has a kid and then their kid has... Who knows what? Uh, some, some rare blood clot disorder, or they. Which we've uh, seen a lot of. You know, which we've seen some rare blood disorders, blood clots, or whatever. We've seen some crazy shit. They cannot be compensated whatsoever. It doesn't matter. They, you can take them to court for, until the day you die, and you're never going to receive a dime. Not that I necessarily think that that would be any good compensation towards the family. You know, money doesn't buy the people you love yeah, back, yeah, yeah. you know? But. It's wrong that there are no consequences. You know, like, it, they could have fucked up. You know, th these are really There's... complicated new vaccines. mRNA is fairly new technology. You know, it's, it's not something that we've been fucking with for a while. It's promising, but it's not something we know well enough that we can just say, hey, give this to everyone, and then on top of that, we're going to make sure you have, uh, they have to come and buy it from you, and don't worry, you won't get sued. Right. Well, and like most drugs have a, they have a list of potential side right, effects right. that they might that you might see in right. that. We don't know enough about this vaccine to know what the side effects are. Right. We know short-term side effects to yeah. some degree, even though there, there's some data we don't have. But long-term side effects, we don't we don't know shit, man. Yeah. Like it could there could be intergenerational effects, which was what I was referencing towards a child being born later on. You know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. It literally goes in and and uh, like I'm not gonna pretend that I know everything about it. I don't. But it literally goes in and from what I understand, it changes your your DNA to some extent so that your your cells are able to fight back and uh, grant uh, give an immune response. Yeah, I mean. If we don't know enough about how they're changing, what if they're changing the wrong piece, that one piece of data in your DNA, mm -hmm. and boom, you have cancer for uh, every generation after that, you know? We don't know. Even more so than all that, and that's and those are all like highly valid reasons right. to be skeptical. So this just happened to me this week. Um, me and my buddies, we're going down to mm -hmm. Denver in a couple weeks. We're going to go see a football game. And while we were down there... I, I saw that <coughs> Brendan Schaub, com oh, okay. comedian Brendan yeah. Schaub, is going to be down there doing a show. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, cool. You know, we're going to be down there at the same time. Yeah. We'll go to the show, and it'll just be Absolutely, one, one yeah. extra thing we can do. The uh, club down there just put out that uh, everyone has to show a full vac vaccination or they can't come in. And... They they mandated a passport for wow okay well and it's just the club just for, just yeah. for that club yeah it's yeah. not it's not anything to do with him okay. it has nothing to do with the city of yeah. Denver or anything like that it's just that club's decision okay. to do that and that's fine like yeah. that's their place yeah yeah absolutely so I actually for a, for a moment thought oh should I maybe get that like get the vaccine just so I can go see this show and just the fact that I even remotely thought about that. Shows that you know these incentives are going to work on people. Oh He's like yeah, trying to be like oh yeah. Oh, you can't go to these shows if if you don't have that. Now that's a problem. 
It's a huge problem. You have a bunch of teenagers going into their 20s who they... Social... We are social creatures. Mm -hmm. And if you take away that aspect of a growing person's life, somebody who's coming into adulthood, they can't go to a concert with their friends. They can't go to festivals. They can't even go out to eat in some places like New York, L.A. They're going to get the vaccine without hesitation just so they can be with their friends. They're not going to do any research. They're going to pull up stick their arm out the window and get jabbed. You know what I mean? Like that How is that right? How I'm, is sh- <laughs> I'm honestly shocked they haven't mandated it for p- kids to go to school. Yeah, I mean in, because schools are publicly funded, so it's like You know, but the reason why, have you been have you seen anything about all these PTA meetings like that yes. are going crazy? Yes. It's because the parents are pushing back so hard. It's almost like the straw that broke the camel's back, or at least I'm hoping it is. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of surprising. Uh, that we've seen almost a cultural revolution on the right and independent side of things in the form of these parents are showing up protesting uh, to vaccine mandates in schools, the mask mandates in schools. They're going crazy. It's driving them nuts. First it was yeah. critical race theory, and now it's the vaccines. Parents have had it. Like, Well, it's indoctrination. Yeah. Oh, like I'm at the point where I, I, I'm pretty determined that I might homeschool my daughter. Like it's, it's been, she's four going on five, you know, she's supposed to start school next year. And I just, I'm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable because what are they teaching my kid and what are they requiring of them? You oh know yeah. What I mean, like now more than ever, I mean, I used to be afraid of having kids just for the normal reasons, right. you know, like they might get sick, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'd be a, such a, a nightmare of a parent. Cause I, I'm such <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a wild ride for sure. So, and I'd be one of those helicopter parents. That's just like, Oh, is he, is I okay? You, you know? say that, but it's, it, what, I'm sure once it's, yeah, once, I don't know, especially as a man, it's just, you conduct yourself in a certain way. You start trying to carry yourself differently because you see who's watching. Right. So being a helicopter parent, I, I know a lot of people who they, they've thought that way, but then it changes, you know? So, right. Well, I mean, that's true too. Yeah. But but really, the fears I have more than anything now is just the wildness of the world. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. schools worrying about that, worrying about, you know, <clears throat> just just all the craziness in the world would terrify me. Yeah, dude. Okay. You remember last year when the corona thing first started? How for the first time in ever since I've lived in Billings, like I, I'm from down south, okay. uh, during hurricane season, you'll see bare shelves sometimes. You know what I mean? People stocking up because they got to be in their house for a few weeks. They might get flooded in. Who knows what happens? And I'd never seen that up here, that level of panic. So I literally, I, I wasn't so much worried about COVID. I was worried about the human response to COVID. There was a crisis, and all of a sudden, I couldn't feed my child. That is a terrifying thing. I was literally wondering if I was going to have to go out in the woods and build a cabin for us and start slaughtering deer with my bare hands yeah. to try and feed my well, kid. You know, so yeah, that's that's more terrifying than it definitely than the is anxiety-producing. You know, like just the the times we live in. You know, we're always on the brink of this crisis or that crisis. You can't buy a fucking house. You can't do this. You can't do that. Now you're locked in your house for for the next six months. Turns out it's a year and a half later in some places. They're still locked down. You know, there's having a child is nerve wracking. It's also amazing. It's <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's it, it keeps you going. But but yeah, you definitely have a lot of uh, anxieties that a single person or a solo person wouldn't have for sure. Yeah. So the um. 
Oh, fuck, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what I was going to say, I do that often. It's all good. So on that note, what, what do you, I want to veer off into it. So we've talked about COVID vaccines and stuff. What do you think are the chances that something like a civil war could happen in our lifetime? Easily. Easily. I think now more than any other time since the Civil War. See, and I'm hearing that from everyone I talk to. It's all over the internet. People are it, people are waking up left and right. I uh, So I was working at Doc Harper's for a little bit, the Martini Bar downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that, I was, talk, I was talking to this guy, and he's ex-military, and he was straight up talking about how him and his buddies all had bug-out plans, a... Uh, 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 what would you call it a a rendezvous point okay. where they would meet up in K- and and I couldn't help but wonder and this is anecdotal but I couldn't help but wonder this person ex-military very successful man runs in certain circles of men who know how to defend themselves and such and they're planning this what are the chances that there are a lot of other groups that are planning stuff too and I, I like to the thought that I had was that the Revolutionary War was started with, you know, about the shot heard around the world? Yeah. Lexington and Concord. Uh, you know what I, I mean? I actually did a uh, claymation of that in <laughs> elementary school. Yeah. So you know about it, oh, and yeah. nobody knows who fired that first shot. And it doesn't matter because it set off one of the uh, uh, almost, uh, what was it, like from that battle, it was like eight years of war almost. Something like uh, that. And, and there was 12 years of, of basically Cold War, you know, political propaganda, letters back and forth between the king. Up until happened, the but, War up of 1812. Ex- uh, well, no, I'm talking about leading up to the Revolutionary War. Oh, oh, the oh, Revolutionary War didn't happen that. overnight, you know what I mean? Right, you right, had right. the Boston Massacre, the Boston Tea Party, and you had years and years of people getting more and more fed up with taxation without representation. My point is is we've been building up it's like uh, you heard the the metaphor frogs in a pot that are uh, that's boiling yes yeah so it, so it's like that they've been slowly turning up the heat and all of a sudden we're about to boil and when it's too late and i think they're hoping that we won't hop out before then but it's it's almost like that shot heard around the world could happen at any point in time and boom we're out the pot and we're into the the fire you know well the even the more the scariest thing about civil war and really I don't know that it would be, you know, a war, a physical war, as much as it would be like... Oh, we're already in it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's just cold conflict. I just don't, but- I don't know that I can see it becoming the... F- you, you're probably imagining... I would imagine that you... Imagine the Civil War as like the Mason-Dixon line, two sides facing each other, right? Sure. That we, we as Americans, we have a very, uh, a very unique experience in the Civil War, whereas usually Civil Wars are like multiple factions fighting for power. You know, Syria, uh, Libya, all, all of these countries within our lifetime that have gone through actual Civil Wars, it wasn't one side against the other. And I would argue that it's not going to... And again, I watch a lot of Tim Pool, so like a lot of my arguments might be mimicking him in some ways. But uh, I don't think it would be one side against the other, say the population against the government. I think it would be balkanization. So New Hampshire, have you heard that they just filed for secession? So it, it, Well, that's not the first time that the <laughs> state's done that. Well, not the first time, but they listed over 70 re- instances of uh, the United States uh, federal government overstepping their bounds uh, and outside of their constitutional powers. Um, and 
there, there's a huge the free state project there's a giant movement uh right now we're around i think it was 29 or 30 states that if we were to get uh just six more states i think it's 36 that we need for a const, uh, constitutional convention of states if we get that then the union could possibly dissolve so then what happens is you have the northeast you have the southeast it goes by region yeah whereas you know back in in the 1800s it was like this much of america now it's the whole thing you know you can't have montana in control of alaska and hawaii it just doesn't work we're completely different culturally you know the population is different so it would be more of a regional conflict and that's what i was thinking too i think uh, you know so let me ask you first what do you think this conflict is divided by do you think it's political yes like to some degree i think it's more cultural Okay. I, I think it's people yeah. who are willing to listen and just believe and people who question everything they hear. I would argue it's it's cultural polit- motivated politically. Like okay, yeah. like moved politically, but it, the polit- the politics of it all has kind of developed these two cultures almost. Right, right. You know. Yeah. So like the Trumpers versus the kind Bideners, of, yeah. In a way. But, but like it's it's, it's it's like extreme on either end. Yes. There, there's very little in between. But those are the loudest. I would argue that if like every day you talk to someone, they're not hating on you. You don't know who they voted for. It doesn't matter. Your neighbors. You know what I mean? But like the conversation, the really loud ones on social media, on the news, they're the ones that are controlling the conversation. So it seems like everybody's like at each other's throats. But if you walk down the street and go into the bar, the dude next to you, you could start up a conversation and ha- buy him a drink and he'll buy you a drink. Oh, yeah. You know, chances are it's not going to reach a heated level, you know? Yeah, I would argue that the most of America, the the common man that's not on, you know, even, even those that are on social media all the mm-hmm. time, the majority of people are neutral. They, they, they have a side that they that they are on but they're not going to like wage war over it. They're not the ones that are that are looking for this separation necessarily. I think most people really don't care. Like they they feel like they, they just want to be left alone. But yeah. ultimately they don't care. Like they they feel like they have an opinion and they and they voice their opinion, but in the end they just want to have their their lives and just but that lends more towards your argument that a civil war could happen because I, I I would agree. say I would say that it doesn't take large amounts of a population to change things in mm. radical ways. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like let's so we're a, a population of 360 million. There's approximately 290 to 300 million uh, adults in America, right? Even one percent of let's say out of billings, 120 thousand people. One percent of that, twelve uh, like 1,200 to uh, is it? My math might be wrong. Like 1,200 people. They could take over this whole city. You know what I mean? Give them all guns and they could take over this city and people would just bow down. So it's the same thing, you know, but the thing is, is that we're largely culturally homogenous. Mm. There's, a, there, you know, like we, a lot, there's not very much diversity in places like this. Whereas you go to LA, Dallas, New York, you know what I mean? It's everybody is different you can go from one block to another and you'll see completely different cultures but that's the thing too is what you what you see a lot in big cities is you know neighborhoods that are primarily one ethnic you know yeah yeah um, like a latino neighborhood yeah, yeah. and then here's the the urban Af- neighborhood african-american neighborhood you know yeah, yeah absolutely you so, see that and it's because 
and a lot of people don't like to talk about this. Like diversity, I'm I'm not opposed to it. I don't yeah. dislike the idea of diversity, but the problem is most cultures want to be surrounded by their own cult. I'm not talking and I'm not even specifically talking about race. I'm talking about just cultural Yeah, general. yeah, for sure. Well, that's a You that's- want to be surrounded by like-minded people. Well, that goes back to thousands of years of human evolution. We are yeah. tribal people, you know what I mean? It's it's a, a so you referenced on like people in certain neighborhoods, you know, whether they're lower middle or whatever, people generally tend to uh surround themselves with the same culture yeah. you know and, given, that, and that doesn't even have to be a racial thing no no it, but it generally tends to be like that in certain ways and so i would just argue that that's a tribal response that is just natural in humans yeah that we we just naturally want rednecks tend to uh, to be around rednecks cowboys tend to be around cowboys uh, people who grew up in urban areas tend to be want to be around urban areas. That's the culture they've grown they with, that they know. It's most familiar to them, you know? Whereas, like, I, I seen it. I fell in love with Billings when I moved here, you know, because it was something you see down south is you see everybody's po- really, really polite, but it's almost a fake politeness. It's Once you mm-hmm. get past the blinds, it's it, you know people are just as rude there as anywhere else whereas here in montana i feel like people are genuinely nice you can wave at somebody and they will wave back <laughs> you know like you wave at somebody in the middle of dallas they go yeah, yeah, yeah. is that where you're from dallas dallas texas I, I that's where i was born i've lived all over i lived in california for seven years as a oh, kid wow. i lived uh lived in louisiana i just recently got back from florida last year i spent some time down there during all this covid bullshit you oh know? Well. so like I've, I've seen a lot of the u.s so nice yeah. i'm actually going to dallas in a couple in a month or so too it's 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 a really great place it's fun just stay away from oak cliff where's (laughs) where's that at south oak cliff is it's a rough area man it's it you cross the tollway and you go a couple more miles towards that harry hines boulevard you see hookers walking down the street and shit shit. yeah maybe maybe i'll just make a trip down there anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) just ask anywhere anybody where harry hines boulevard is they'll point you in that direction Uh, i know (laughs) we're we're staying downtown is that pretty oh downtown's really nice man it's it's uh I went back a few years ago, and I'd never had a chance as an adult to really walk around the downtown area. Okay. But it changed a lot since when I was a kid. Like, it was, there was this whole park. It, it reminded me of, like, the movies where you'll see Central Park or something, and there's people playing chess and stuff. But right in the middle, skyscrapers all around you in the mm-hmm. middle of Dallas, there's this big old open park with some fountains and stuff. And there were, like, people playing chess and stuff. It's a really cool place, man. Okay. Like, they're definitely not... Uh, you can get lost in the in the culture there. You can go from one place to another. You go to Cowboy Bar, and then next thing you know, down the street there's a club. You know, like cool. definitely check out the Hooters downtown. I don't know about <laughs> that, man. I've I've been to enough Hooters that I know what they're all about. Oh yeah, yeah. For have sure. you ever been to Twin Peaks? No, never Dude, have. We're go. I went to one in uh in San Antonio. Okay. Earlier okay. this year, beats hooligans out of the water. No shit. Same concept basically, and I and as far as I understand. The owner of Hooters and the owner of Twin Peaks okay. used to both work at Hooters okay. or own Hooters. So kind of the same concept. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah. You mentioned hooligans earlier. Did you mean Hooters? Or Twin Did Peaks I say is. Ho- yeah, you said hooligans. Oh. For those of you who probably know, hooligans is a bar downtown. Yeah. I'm there <laughs> at least three times a week. So, so. it's on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah for no, sure. uh, Hooters. Um, <laughs> they. So yeah, they they branched off, and one okay. still has Hooters, the other has Twin Peaks. Imagine like what Famous Dave's looks like. Okay. Very like. You know, like rustic barbecue yeah. style mm-hmm. kind of log. The cabin food style was restaurant. fantastic. Hooters food, 
dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just gorgeous women everywhere. We happened to be there on like the first day of summer, so they were all in bikinis. Okay. And I'm <laughs> nice. just like, first of all, I've worked restaurant before. Yeah. I'm like, this would piss me off. Oh like, yeah. I would, how do these girls do this? Well, I don't. I don't think they'd hire you to wear a bikini. No, if we're being. But honest. I, I, I did think it would be funny if the kitchen staff were all just wearing showing banana hammocks. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. And just or just an apron. Oh that yeah, was it. yeah, that'd be great. Turn God. around, <laughs> just asses out. Yeah. God, the, dude, I've always wanted to go to a restaurant that was like waiting. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah, I've always wanted to go somewhere where it just it's absolutely absurd. You probably don't want to eat there, but you go there for the entertainment mm-hmm. value, anyways. You know. Oh, dude! After watching Waiting, I was like this. Is exactly what it's like working in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, to some degree, just like happy as fuck to the the customers' mm-hmm. faces. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I love the second one better, honestly. I don't think I've ever seen. You never seen the second one? Uh-uh. It's really good. It's really good. You should definitely check it out sometime. Um, right on. So, uh, San Antonio or uh, Dallas? What are you going there for? Football game. Football game. Gonna uh, go see Cowboys Broncos. Okay, bet. Yeah, I get to. I got to watch that uh, stadium get built. So I used to go to the Texas Rangers stadium for, uh, they had dollar dog Tuesdays when I was growing up in Dallas and, uh, you'd go there and you'd buy your ticket and it's literally a dollar a hot dog. You can fucking buy as many as you want. I'd smash like 15 of them. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how much they normally probably cost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I got to watch that stadium get built. I remember, uh, one of the games I went to, uh, I watched them bringing in that pieces of that giant television they have. It's fucking massive. It's, it's ungodly big, but I, I watched big old giant crane lifting it over to the stadium and then trying to lower it in, and that was just like one piece of the right. entire TV. Like, I'm sure that's going to be a blast. Are they requiring masks and all that? Or? Not that I know. No? I've been I know Texas has been pretty pretty against everything, so you should be good on that. Yeah, De- I mean, even Denver, because <laughs> I'm going to one game in Denver and then one in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So Denver, as far as I know, hasn't re- – like, they're, they're – I, I think maybe you have to wear a mask inside okay. the building, but, but I don't know. Once you step out into the stands or whatever. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that for sure. They're definitely not requiring vaccines or a uh, even a negative test. Okay. So See, the, the whole mask thing, that still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's like when you walk into a restaurant and they expect you to wear it until you get to the table. Yeah, 15 it, feet. Yeah, and then, and then once you're to the table, you're in the safe zone. There's a, there's a little bubble right here that protects you, and you can take your mask off. Yeah. Like, whole, how does that work in a stadium? It doesn't matter if you wear it elbow inside. To elbow. You're elbow to elbow in the stands. Like, and you're outside. <laughs> and you're, I mean, yeah, the outside definitely helps air circulation and all that. But, I mean, you're still elbow to elbow with people. That, Honestly... Going, going back all the way to the beginning with the whole mask thing, I always thought that was complete, just it was ridiculous insanity. It's like you really think that piece of cloth is going to protect you. Yeah, like there's no chance. It makes no fucking sense, dude. I worked at the refinery a few years back. I did a couple turnarounds there, uh, CHS and Laurel. Anyways, uh, I was in in one of the laborers, and we had to climb into these pipes sometimes. Anyways. Full face mask respirators, you know, for particulates of dust that could get into your lungs. But this little piece of of cloth is supposed to protect me from the most deadly virus known to mankind. Dead, I say that sarcastically, of right. course. Well, but, and it's like I'm not trying, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, yeah, I, I do believe masks lessen your chance of catching something if you're like face to face with somebody and talking and whatnot. However, you're not wearing it all the time yeah. unless you're wearing it. Every second of every day, 
like that might lessen your chance still, but you can still catch it but through that. But if you're wearing it every single day, then you're just killing your brain cells by depriving it of oxygen because you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide. Yeah. So the cost-benefit analysis here says that it's not fucking worth it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's always seemed ridiculous to me that it's it's like I view a mask when I see somebody wearing a mask and out in public. I almost view it the same as a toddler carrying around a little bit a baby blanket with them everywhere they go because it makes them feel safe. Yep. You know, it's it's not actually that it fucking works. It just makes them feel safe. And so it has a psychological calming effect on them. I, I, I disagree with masking people in general. I, I want to see a motherfucker smile. I want to see when you're plotting on me. There's so much human expression that goes into conversation. Oh, yeah. That, like, imagine if I was wearing a mask right now. I could say all these words, but if you don't see my face, I, you, it, my words lose half the meaning. Well, that's half the reason why the you know social media is a garbage. Oh, shit. oh yeah, it's because you can't actually talk to. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Imagine somebody saying half the trolling shit they say to somebody's face. They never They'd get would. punched in the fucking face. Yeah, exactly. So they, they never, never would. would. Yeah, there you're, would be consequences. You're talking to an avatar. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 all ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I uh, actually had some customers the other day. They come into my bar, and the FOE is a very working-class bar. It's it's nothing fancy, a- and nobody's wearing a mask, and it's this couple. They're older. They're both wearing a mask. They come in, and they avoided everybody, st- stood like three to four feet back from my bar while he ordered a Coke, and then they went outside onto our balcony. I'm sure you've been yeah. to the FOE, oh, right? Yeah. The balcony's kind of open spacious. There's nobody out there, and they kept their masks on even though they were outside. It was, it was like, what are you doing, man? You know what's the worst? Is when you see somebody driving... In their car by, by themselves. themselves. Man, it's just like, bro, you might as well remove your genes from the American... I mean, from the human society. <laughs> like, you obviously don't have two brain cells to put together. Who Who's going to give you COVID in your car, bro? Like, you might as well just be <laughs> wearing a space suit yeah. all the oh, time. Yeah. Do you remember seeing those out, oh, when they were coming out when COVID... Those big- the, the fucking helmets that you would put yeah. on? Oh my God! People were losing their minds, dude. It's think about how much companies have have gained just on mask sales that oh, they never dude. thought they would. Yeah, D- dude, it's it's what you gotta imagine. All right, these things are produced in Asian countries using slave labor, so they they cost literally like cents to produce. Then they turn around and sell them for five bucks a piece. You know, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, that everybody needs a mask. Just because it has a Nike yeah. swoosh on it. Yeah, everybody fucking needs a mask now. So, y- of course they made shitloads of money. I think that was part of it too. Like I I honestly think that there was an economic push towards lockdowns. They they saw an opportunity there. To, to kind of squash all the competition. Like, you already have Amazon, oh. Walmart, Albertsons. Are like, you talking about with China? Well, I'm, I'm talking about just economically. You you see these companies that literally all of their competition's gone. Mom oh, and pop shops are shut you're down. You're talking about oh, big yeah, companies. Yeah, big companies like Amazon. All of a sudden, people are locked in their fucking house, and all they can do, they can't go to these small companies that aren't allowed to open their business anymore. You know what I mean? But they can go to Walmart. They can go to Amazon and have them uh, have their shit delivered. So all of that money that was going into the community before is now going right back up to the top, dude. I, I think it was it, maybe they didn't plan on it being like that, just, but they saw it happen and they were like, "We're going to take advantage of this oh. and make sure it lasts as long as possible." I mean, look at look at how much Amazon's like profits rose. Dude, they're about to be the first trillion dollar company yeah. in the world. 
Yeah. And, and just, just, in, just in the last two years. Yeah, like, they were the like margins. worth $250 billion last year. And there's a giant leap between $250 billion and a trillion dollars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's literally several solar systems of miles difference. You know, like, I... I like I said, I don't think it was necessarily engineered to happen that way, but they saw the numbers and they're like, let's make this last as long as possible so we can get as much money as possible. Well, and look who runs a lot of the media. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Jeff Bezos, he Jeff owns Be- the uh, was it Washington Wal- Times or no, Wall Street Journal or Washington Washington Post. Yeah, it's the Washington Post. He owns that one. George Soros owns fucking... Uh, uh, is it CNN or New York, New York Times, I think? I have no idea. It, it, you know who George yeah, Soros is, right? Yeah, he owns a bunch of media companies. They're, they're all fucking owned, man. Like, well, and they're all probably in cahoots with a lot of these top companies. Oh, oh, definitely. Or, or they have stock dude. in a lot of them. It's, and it's like... Look, money runs it all, in, big money runs in all the same circles. Uh-huh. So they're all rubbing elbows with each other. And a deal that benefits this, hey, dude, if I make this certain move... You'll make a shitload of money. Just remember me next time. You can't tell me that shit like that doesn't happen on a daily fucking basis everywhere. You know, Wall Street executives in in New York, I guarantee you they go to the same uh, restaurants as these big lawyer and lobbyist types, you know, and they're all having these crazy conversations. How can we bring as much money into our pockets and, and just fuck everybody else, which isn't even necessarily a bad thing. Because competition is good. But where it becomes a bad thing is where you're basically robbing the middle and lower class. Well, monopoly. Yeah, monopoly. You're monopolizing the whole system. It's the same... I'm pretty sure that there's like an umbrella corporation that owns CNN and a couple other news companies. Oh, for sure. Like, And they all answer to this one. You can't tell me that they don't have a specific narrative that they want to push. I mean, it's it's so transparent that <laughs> for anybody to ever say that it's not yeah, that they, way, they, they, you're a fool. Yeah, they could put the bag over their head and they're like, la, 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 la. They're, exactly. they're just like, I don't care. It's I, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to keep living my life. And Ben Franklin actually had a great quote. It's not. Uh, he said, uh, those who would sacrifice freedom for security deserve neither and will lose both and that's exactly the path we've been on ever since 9-11 i yeah, would say even really e- even before then you know what i mean like but with patriot act one now they can lock you up for anything you know regardless of of uh you not doesn't matter you don't get a lawyer or anything then patriot act two made it to where extra extra judicial assassinations of a American citizens is allowed, and now they're trying to push through Patriot Act three because of the January six fucking riot. You know the the whole the uh, insurrection. The insurrection. Yeah, you know what I like to tell people: if that was an insurrection, we're talking about. Okay, so the the political right are so, they're all two way. They love the Second Amendment. They love their guns. And you're telling me that the insurrection, this the giant terrorist attack on our nation's capital. There wasn't a single gun present among the protesters. So, like, that's, well, that's a big old insurrection, if you ask me. This like, whole idea of it being like this... I mean, don't get me wrong. It was definitely a group of people who, who like, communicated and planned to do that. There, there was a small select few that did. The, actually, FBI reports uh, came out and said that there was no 
planning. Uh, they, they planned on doing oh, it, to but storm they, it, to storm it, but they didn't plan on anything after that. There was no plan to hold the, the nation's capital hostage right. or anything that for, you know, there was no actual insurrection plan. They were just like, just we're going to gonna protest, fucking, right? yeah, we're going to run in here and tell them what we think. Yeah. And, and, and then mean, everyone followed suit. Were the idiots? To some degree, well, I would say yes. But at the same time, what do they expect us to do at this point? We're obviously not being represented by our Congress and senators and our House of Representatives. They don't represent our best interests. So what do they really expect us to do? Right. But also, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that that group of people that that did that mm-hmm. represents all of no no definitely not but they represent the outrage of the populace sure, sure. it was it was it was kind of like it just bubbled up and they were like we fucking had it dude you won't look into these allegations on the po- on on the election we still don't know if any of these states were rigged you know and, and i'm not even going to go into that because the data's out we don't know they're doing a whole bunch of audits in arizona and, and these other states whatever the case may be joe biden's president mm-hmm. But there was so much outrage because it's like, dude, I voted and and there was – remember, there was 72 million people that voted for Donald Trump. That's not a small number of people and they're pissed off because they don't feel heard. When when that happens, that's when crazy shit happens, dude. I mean you see the same thing. The civil rights movement, dude, the black population was pushed down for so long and their voices were not heard. So that's what happened. There was a bubbling over. They were like, we've had it. You're going to fucking listen to us. I think something similar happened. Not, not, that they're, well, not that they're the same, but something similar happened in the sense that they were like, look, we're not being fucking listened to anymore, so you're going to listen to well, us. Well, that's half the population. Yeah, it's like, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about literally – because if, if I remember right, the, popu- the popular vote was – Neck and neck. Yeah, it was uh, 80 million people voted for uh, uh, Joe Biden, and, and 72 million people voted for Donald Trump. Actually, I would I would let me change that. 80 million people voted against Donald Trump, yes, yes. and 72 million people voted for Donald Trump. I have a hard Trump. time believing that many people <laughs> really wanted well, Joe Biden. I don't think they wanted. They just of they were they so didn't. tired. They just didn't of, want Trump. They were. It's not even that they really cared about, dude. They were just tired of everybody saying, look at this evil man. They the were animosity. tired of it. They were tired of it. They are just like, I just want things to go back to normal. And if we vote this guy out, maybe things will go back to normal. Let's vote in the old guy and we'll figure it out later. But even still, that's, I mean, 72 million, like you said. That's not a small number. No, and that's no. almost, they're almost the same. Like people, you know, that's, you're talking about a difference of 8, 8 million, million people. people but when you're fucking with that amount, of, that's a very small yes. difference. It's yes. like. Okay, let's do the math real quick. It's like twelve percent. If my math, uh, no, eight million, eight million would be like twelve percent. I think that's that's twelve percent difference in the vote, and that's not a small number. You know what I mean? But either way, I think we're so divided that it's it doesn't even matter at this point. You and me, whether we we may have some differences on opinions, but I guarantee you, we don't agree with people who live in New York or L.A. You know what I mean? They're just uh, and and they don't agree with well, people who live like us. Bottom you know? line, I don't agree with extremists on either side. Oh yeah, period. Like, I I don't agree with any form of extremism. Yeah, it, actually, that loops back to the whole civil war. I fucking hope to God I'm wrong, and uh, yes. I hope to God we're both wrong and things calm down and we're we're we go back to normal. I don't think it will, but I hope for it because. People like us, we, we want to sit down and have these conversations. But like we mentioned earlier, a lot of people are like this, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. And so they, they perpetuate these uh, 
these stereotypes, these lies, this this bullshit, and it just further divides us. Well, and like, so I I, I uh, consider myself an independent, absolutely. And I think what I think that's what most people should because it opens it leaves yourself open, absolutely, to yeah. to the possibility of just listening, hearing out other ideas, yeah. or you're not pigeonholed into being. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Democrat, so I believe in all of the things that Democrats absolutely. believe in. Absolutely, as long like it's just completely separates you from both those aisles. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in one aisle, you can kind of pick and yeah, choose. Yeah, I can them. like like I can agree with you on gay marriage, but I'm not so sure about this issue, yeah. but I can agree with you on marijuana reform, but I I disagree and I with you on I also want my guns. Yeah, but I also want my guns. You know what I mean? Like there there of I would definitely identify the same way. I'm very libertarian minded. I do think that there has to be some type of common governmental structure that we all link around. But I think it should have very little power, you know. Like even even George Washington was against uh, against big government, big government, and well, all the founding fathers were against big government. That was the whole reason that we had a revolution. <laughs> it's literally they were tired of the monarchy. But uh, I think a lot of them were. Uh, the, George Washington was against uh, the party system. He didn't want there to be political yes. parties because then you have people they Division. stop they stop voting on the policies and they stop or start voting on you know it, there could be this bottle of water right here and it has a, a D on it and somebody will vote for it because it's a Democrat yeah you know what I mean and that's the way people vote these days they don't vote for issues they vote for their candidates mm -hmm. you know and it's it's fucking atrocious man and it's leading us down a dark path like. Right, and I think I, I truly think if if more people felt that way, we we would not be in this divisive situation that we're in. That's for sure. No, but it's, and you're never gonna get that. You're never gonna get a an open. So okay, that's actually the point I was gonna get to. Is like like I the my idea of being independent makes me feel more open minded because I'm open yeah. to the possibilities. Yeah, you can hop between issues depending on what you agree with. And I don't like to you know, I really don't like to. To go to point out flaws on either one, right? It's extremely hard not to point out the hypocrisies that come from the left <laughs> a lot of the time. Oh yeah, and the biggest one to me is for me growing up, I I did consider myself liberal. Well, you remember when we were? That's how most, old are you? Like 24, 25? 28. twenty Okay, twenty eight. We're the same age, ninety three. All right, so growing up. The liberal left was always against uh, George Bush's wars. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was always, fuck you. I, I, I like how Tim Pools, uh, puts it. Rage against the machine. Yeah. It was always, fuck you. I'm not going to do what you tell me. Mm -hmm. And now it's, fuck you. You better do what they tell you. You know, And that's the difference between the left and the right nowadays. Well, it's like, it, it was definitely, being liberal back then was different than what it is now. <laughs> Very different. But that's yeah. just because everything just keeps getting pushed further and further mm -hmm. to the extremes. It, people pigeonhole themselves more and more. Yes. Yeah. Because they just, I won't even remotely be considered that side of the aisle. Like, I have to be all the way on this side. Well, that's that goes back to what I referenced earlier, uh, how I like to have ideas. I try to have very few beliefs, because beliefs can't be changed but ideas with new information and data you can change ideas yeah and a lot of people are they try and hold on to beliefs rather than ideas you know and so they they pigeonhole themselves and that pigeonhole gets further and further and further away from the middle and so you can't even it's like world war one <laughs> there's a giant no man's land in between the the enemies now mm -hmm. you know and that's where we're at they can't even meet in the middle anymore right well it's like i always viewed my like viewed the Democratic Party or being liberal as 
open-minded. Right. You're open to cultures. You're open right. to things like that. And and being, you know, peaceful. Yeah. You, you were not yeah. hostile. You Anti-war. Were, yes. Yeah. And now they're both the most of that. Oh, yeah. They're the least open-minded, the most closed off. These are my ideas. And if you don't believe them, fuck you. Right. And we're going to force them on you. And we're going to do it by force. Like, they're... They're causing more uh, animosity and more like physical violence, even right. in the streets and whatnot. Like, I would argue there's more attacks from the left on the right. Oh, dude! Not not just vocally, but yeah. physically. Oh yeah, dude! Just a couple weeks ago, a Trump supporter was shot at a rally by an Antifa guy. Yeah, you know, and and that's happening. Seattle's a fucking war zone. Portland's a war zone. All of these cities. If you even like, let's say I were to put on a MAGA mask and I were to try and walk down the streets of Seattle, I'd get fucking jumped. <laughs> like that's the point yeah. we've reached. Whereas if somebody is wearing a Biden mask and some Trump supporters, they might CM, get a fuck you. They, they might get a fuck you. They might get you're a dumbass. But they're not going to assault the dude. You know, like it's it's a giant difference. And and that's that's a big difference between the right and the left these days. Is is that the right just wants to be left alone? Right and independence. We're just like, dude, leave me the fuck alone. I just want to live my life. And the left is like, you're gonna fucking do what they you're tell you, dude. By what yeah, you yeah, say. yeah. And it's and if you don't, we're gonna come at you. Well, it's it, going back. Look at the riots of the last year. And, and I'm not even gonna go into BLM whether they're right or wrong. Like all lives matter, Black lives matter. Period. It it just that is what it is. But we're sitting here for the last like seven months. Trump supporters have been demonized because of what a few hundred people did in the nation's capital, but nobody talks about the billions of dollars in damage caused by Antifa and BLM. You know what I mean? Like, literally, they burned down whole fucking cities to get what they wanted. You had the Chaz Zone in, in Portland, Oregon, or whatever, where they literally kicked out the cops. One of the first things that happened is uh, a couple kids got shot by the armed guards at their, their little checkpoint. Like, it's just... It's absurd. You all the violence you see these days, not all of it, but the majority of it is on the left and that's what scares me. Because it it used to be that nobody was afraid of a liberal because they were anti-gun. Now they've all got guns. Yeah. And 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 the thing is is I don't think they have the restraint to 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 use them. Uh I don't think they have the the wherewithal to restrain themselves. You know, whereas the right, I think they're going to only put... Uh, the right is like a fox in a, a hole. It won't fight or a badger in a hole. It won't fight until you corner it. Yeah. But then once it you corner it, it's going to fuck you up. Well, and the argument against the whole, you know, the riots in D.C. versus the riots everywhere else, right. they would say, well, that was an attack on our government, and that was an attack on our on our liberties as a whole. It's like, you really think that if you toppled... The White House, if you toppled the... It's a building. Yes. That's not going to change the <laughs> no, government. Dude, they're going to surround you with SWAT teams and wait your ass out because you don't have food. You don't got anything. It accomplishes nothing. It makes you look like a dumbass. Or like... or And even like the thought of the movement itself, like yeah. taking over that, was going to like have this big uprising. Look, yeah. what the, well, look what the Antifa and all these that guys are, are a, doing. That had a much bigger effect. All... all, all the January 6th thing did for was it demonized Republicans and, and people on the right even more even though I mean, that group wasn't necessarily a Republican group as much yeah, as it was yeah. a QAnon group yeah for sure but it, it they get lumped in together of course it's just like the last four years the four years previous to that we heard all the right are Nazis white supremacists this and that and I guarantee you there were a lot of them who are like dude I just want my guns 
I yeah, just want to yeah. be left alone. Like, the, I'm not trying to fight you on all these things, you know, but I just want my culture and I want to be left alone. But look at the giant difference in, in um, the, the progress that groups like BLM and Antifa were able to make. They attacked whole cities and they did it over a year's time. Whereas, boom, Trump supporters didn't do shit, didn't do shit, didn't do shit. They went to rallies. They, they had some protests, but they weren't loud. And then all of a sudden, boom, they got loud as fuck, or at least the wrong ones did. They got loud as fuck on January 6th, and it just made us all look like dumbasses. I shouldn't say us all because I'm not, I'm not on the Trump side of things right. either. It made everybody who's not liberal. Exactly. It made us all. Well, if you, if, at this point, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden and you're not cool with this, then you're a piece of shit and you're in with the rest too. Yeah. You know, and off to the camp with you. I really think that's where we're headed. I the mean, funny thing is... They call everyone else Nazis. They're the ones acting more than like Nazis. fascistic policies. Yes. Like, it, have you ever heard Mussolini's definition of fascism? So I would, I would argue that we're already living in a fascistic state. Mussolini's definition, and you know who Mussolini yes. was, right? Yeah. Mussolini's definition of fascism was a lucrative merger between the state and government. We already fucking have that with social media, with uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson being granted these multi-million dollar or multi-billion dollar no-bid contracts. You know, they're, this corporation in the states already merged. They're they're indistinguishable. And I would say, it, you know, people will probably give you shit or give me shit in the comments about this or whatever. But it's a fact because they're the, all of our representatives are controlled by lobbyists. And all of these companies, that's that's where the common denominator is. All of these companies might be separate from the government, but they meet in the middle with the lobbyists. And that's how policy is controlled in America these days. And it's been like that for a while. It's just Dude, getting bigger and bigger. Bigger and We're reaching bigger. a climax at some uh, point. And, and that's – there's a – you know, actually, I shouldn't even go into that because it's it, – I'm, I'm not well-versed enough on it. But uh, there's there's something called – it's Strauss-How generational theory, I think it is. And right now we're – in what's called the fourth turning where uh it's difficult to explain basically you have uh, have you ever heard the saying uh strong men make good times good times make weak men weak men make hard times and hard times make strong men like it's a cycle mm -hmm. well right now we're in the times that were made by weak men and we're about to go into times hard times that are going to make strong oh, men and and it's all a fucking cycle man like I, I really genuinely think that's where we're headed in yeah and you can you can go through history and see how that's oh, operated yeah. oh yeah dude over and over again you had uh all these world war ii vets they'd they'd come back from a horrific war and all they wanted was to build a place that their kids didn't have to go through that so you had the 50s and you had the 60s and it's just like cultural and, and industrial revolution all over again we we propel ourselves into the biggest country in the world the most powerful country in the world and, and then you go into the 70s and 80s you have uh everything since then that's just led to well i mean i'm, I'm not gonna call anybody out but dudes wearing dresses you don't see strong masculine men very much anymore at yeah. least not you don't you see strong masculine men but they're not propped up as the ideal you you see i don't know i i maybe argue that just because you know more than ever in my life personally i have been more body conscious myself in the fact that you see you know Marvel, you see UFC, you know, a lot of, I, I feel like, I don't think masculinity has been promoted as much, but, okay. but I feel like, 
it's still a visible, you know. Like I said, I feel like more than ever, I've been more body conscious of myself wanting to look more like that. Okay, I suppose in that way, yes. But because I know that if you look at the culture, I'm going to use married with children as 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 a metaphor here. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen that married yep. with children? You're Hank. Dude Al gets Bundy. or Al Bundy, excuse me. He gets fucking beat on, or not literally beat on, but verbally beat on by his wife. He hates his life, and Al Bundy has been kind of the the cultural. Uh, that's the cultural stereotype for the American man these days. He hates his life. He hates his marriage. He hates his family. He fucking gets up and does what he has to do, and he doesn't enjoy it at all. Whereas women are celebrated these days and and they should be yeah they no. should be but but there's a giant difference there we should lift both up, i see what you're not saying. push one down you see it in commercials you know it's always the dude's always the dumbass he, he's always making a fool out of himself it's the only ones you see where it's like sports commercials stuff like that where you see strong men doing strong things but masculinity as as itself, yes, has definitely been demonized. Oh yeah, incredibly. for sure, man. Like you, you, the last few years have played hell on white cisgender males. Oh, like, <laughs> and of course, and then you're gonna get the people who are like, "Well, you had it good for so long. It's about time you had." So-. And I'm not sitting there but saying, "But we can I'm lift suffering. people up without yeah. dragging ourselves down, man." Like that's the part of the argument I've never of course. understood. It's not about you know, it's not about making. I guess, yeah, you don't need to bring another group down and lift another group up just to make everything right again. Yeah, it's, exactly. Why not have this group, you know, and bring like, them hey, up to our... let's lift everybody up and just fucking push on yes. and become better as a, as a whole, as a, what, as a species. What you're going to do is cause divisiveness. You're, you're pushing another group down. They're going to end up doing what the group that was down here before did, Ex- and they're going to revolt. Which is exactly what's happened with feminism in America, dude. Like, it, it's... And it's it's toned down a lot in the last year. Everybody's been so worried about everything else. But you remember for a few years there how big a topic feminism was? Oh, yeah. How you had the anti-SJWs everywhere. You had... Uh, what's that one? Did you ever see the video Jigglypuff or whatever? Uh, the the one where it's like the the really big girl and she's like fuck or fuck Donald Trump or whatever and it's just it's like the epitome of the liberal left like green hair unhealthy like fucking hatred yeah I, I I've honestly I've seen a trend towards this have you noticed how negative people are these days oh of course people seem so cynical because that's all they're consuming nihilistic we we as a culture are becoming nihilistic we we don't see the glass half full anymore you know i, I actually i i pulled up some t- statistics that i would argue that it's it's all we our generation is feeling the effects of the boomers and past generations choices they tried to set us up with such a cushy uh lifestyle cush lifestyle but they uh they f- uh, they did but it's like a cush prison, man. If you don't have struggle, you don't have diversity, you don't learn, you don't grow, and you just like, oh, I need my bubble. I, I have to stay in this bubble. It's it's dangerous out there. And and we as a society have kind of put us, ourselves in that in that frame of mind, and we're seeing the consequences of that every day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, what's funny about the whole feminism thing, not just the feminism thing, yeah. but the gay rights thing. Yeah. You know, that was, those were issues for a long time. They, long fought, time. they fought their fight. They 
Bas- they won. I mean, they the- basically won. I, I, I don't know enough about it, but I mean, a gay person can get... We're in Billings, Montana. It doesn't get much more red than this. Right. And a gay person can get married here. And the funny thing about it all, now they're, they're promoting it where none of it fucking matters because gender isn't a thing <laughs> right it's right. a con- like gay gay marriage was a whole fight for same sex mm-hmm. marriage feminism was a fight for women's right you know all these right, w- right. women's the right to vote yeah, women's yeah, yeah. suffrage just all the that. whole thing yeah and now we're saying neither of those things are fucking real like those fights were not yeah, real there is a whole movement of crazy and and uh, I, i'm gonna be very careful on this because i I don't know enough about trans uh, the trans issues and, and sure. uh, gender fluidity, but I would say it definitely invalidates a lot of their arguments. I actually uh, I watched an interesting video where there were a lot of lesbians. There was a whole lesbian movement, a part of the LGBTQ movement, mm-hmm. that they got really pissed off at the trans movement because they were arguing that if you make these girls change to males if they didn't change into male go through the the hormone replacement therapies and all that they would just be they lesbians. would just become lesbians they like girls man which i mean that seems pretty fucking legit to me you yeah. know like you're literally well, going to and and who knows you know maybe they are born in a different body i don't know enough about all that what i do know is that it makes sense that it, there's going to be at least a few who get confused sure. and if they're left alone they would have just turned into happy healthy lesbian or gay individuals and and wouldn't have gone through whatever trauma it took to get them to the next level that they thought they had to achieve in order to find happiness. And the big problem is it's a, it's a very trendy thing to do. Oh, yeah. So you know there's a, a large number of people who are getting these operations or these hormone therapies. Oh, yeah. And they're going to end up regretting it because it was kind of just a trendy thing. And I'm not saying that they, you know, don't have issues or they don't have things that they're working through. But maybe, like you said, if left to their own devices, that's not yeah, the route they would have taken. Maybe some good therapy, somebody to talk to, some good friends to be around, and positive influences. If they, and I'm not saying that it's it. Like I said, I'm not saying that transgenderism or whatever is wrong, or, or that is people it real? are, or, or, or is it real? I'm saying that there needs to be a push towards self-discovery so that you don't make a rash decision and regret it later. Like, let's say, if I'm a dude and I want to turn myself into a chick, that is irreversible. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, literally, I'm There's not getting my dick back. physical and psychological. Yeah, exactly. And, and imagine the fucking horrifying depression I would feel if I realized, holy shit, I'm just whatever. I'm not, I, I can't get my dick back. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. It's <laughs> who knows where it is, but it's gone. And that it, then I have to deal with that for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Whereas if I went through a journey of self-discovery and tried to figure out, all right, what makes me fucking tick? Maybe I find out, which I'm, for the record, I'm very straight. And I have a girlfriend. I love you, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, if, uh, if I was left to my own devices and, and I was on a path of self-discovery and I did surround myself with positive influences, maybe I find out that, no, I like my dick. I just like other dick, too. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Or if I'm a woman, no, I don't need a dick. I just like pussy. Well, like, and for those that do go through the transition and, and feel like that, I no, hope you fucking find it. happiness, like, dude, like straight up. 
the issues I have with the whole thing, there's there's really only two. One would be the promotion onto children. Dude, big you deal. Know. It's a very fucking big deal. Because those type of uh, hormone replacement therapies, you literally fundamentally change the way they will grow. Yeah, and and you you can't expect a kid to... I mean, we're not really fully developed till we're 25. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Think, think about when you were that age. Yeah. It's like... You, for, I was just telling. I thought I was super liberal. Yeah, my ideas changed. Exactly. I thought, and and we're gonna, and you know, they're gonna argue. Well, we're talking about physical stuff. Well, right. hey, I thought I was, you know, physically, I didn't know who who I was at that yeah. time either. Oh, dude, no, yeah, like my daughter. All right, four years old. All right, she has never really had a female influence in her life. Right. She naturally, like, there was a period where she was always playing with trucks and action figures. I think she was trying to find herself. Now it's all dolls. It's all dolls. But the fact is, if I were to ask her, she would say she was a girl, but only because she hears me reference her as a girl all the time. If if I were to put all this information, are you a girl, are you a boy, all this shit, she ain't going to know what the fuck I'm talking right. about. All she knows is I, I look like this. I have this body. This is me. Like she ain't gonna figure all that other shit out till way later. Mm. You know what I mean? And and you just gotta be there for them. You can't push your beliefs onto their growth. Let them be an individual to to some degree. I I do think uh, you have to educate them. You have to pass on your morals, of course, not your beliefs. You pass along your values and your morals, but not your beliefs. And we're 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 not even talking about values or beliefs at all. We're talking about life altering like physical <laughs> yeah. you're you're passing on a like what you yeah i guess your beliefs into into changing somebody physically yeah, not exactly. just like their, their and there ideas are literally parents out there who are doing this like, could you imagine I mean, you haven't met my daughter but if could you imagine if you were to meet her today and i were to come back a year later and be like no nope. She she said one day that she was a boy, so I'm just I threw her on these hormone blockers, yeah. and we're gonna start working towards uh, getting her a, a different set of genitalia. You would look at me like I was fucking insane. Yeah, because rat- <laughs> why the fuck am I not letting her grow up and figure out who the fuck she is? Why am I making these decisions for her? Well, it's like that's e- where it doesn't make any sense. Even for the kids who truly are trapped in the wrong body yeah. and and have to go through those issues and like and find themselves they should have to go through that like i understand it's going to be hard but that's be the journey tr- you got to fucking make Ra- i would and rather life have is difficult right, man i like, would rather have them go through these trials and tribulations and have to deal with some issues than make surrounded a, by a yeah. supportive community yeah. but not giving them all these you know, physically and mentally altering chemicals and yeah. drugs and procedures yes. or whatever they do. Yeah. And that, rather than the opposite of doing all that to somebody who would later change their mind exactly. or later discover that that's not who they really Look, were. Look, the fact is the fact is they're children. Yes. You, they don't know who the fuck they are. One minute they want to be a fireman, next minute they want to be a fucking doctor, the next minute they, they want to be a dog. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they don't know what the fuck they want. It's not your job to tell them. It's your job to this this is how you be a good person. This is how you work hard. This is how you get what you want in life and here you go. I'm gonna help you along this journey, and we'll have conversations as you grow, have new ideas. Maybe one day my daughter comes to me and she's like, "Dad, like, did you ever wonder if you liked boys? No, I never did. Do you wonder if you like? Who knows? We might have that conversation. But 
we're not going to have it when she's fucking four years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, like, she's not going to know. Or because she, she sees a girl in class and she's like, oh, I yeah. like her. Like, Yeah, and, and, and you know there are people like that. Like, th- there for a while, there were literally videos all over the internet where it was literally like, my son wanted to play with a dress. He's a girl now. Yeah. And, and they just fucking rolled with it. And well, that and is curiosity, utter insanity. Curiosity is natural in a child. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. The, the, everything is new, man. Yeah. Everything. Like, literally every day they wake up for the first, I would say, probably 10 years of your life, you wake up and you see something new every few minutes. And that's just the way it is. So, like, how are you going to have any concrete ideas about who you are as an individual? I'm sure you and me, we're 28 years old. We barely are figuring out who the fuck yeah. we are, you know? Like, well, and see, that goes back to the whole thing of of pressure by the mob. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not so... I, I think a lot of... Some of it has to do with the fact that these parents are convinced that that's the right thing to do but also there's fear of if i don't accept them and don't push for these then they'll hate me then i'm the evil one yeah and then and then i'm gonna ruin my relationship with this kid and they're never gonna want to have any i'm gonna ruin my relationship with the community because the community is gonna look at me like i'm a monster oh yeah for sure yeah for sure dude but ultimately you have to ask yourself do i want what's best for my child and is it best for my child to make these decisions without all the information? If you can comfortably say that, go ahead. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. But if you can comfortably say that, ah, my 4-year-old or 12-year-old or 15-year-old can comfortably make all these decisions, power to you. That's your kid. That's a different story. But I, I don't agree. I'm yeah. going to keep my opinion to myself, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay over here. And I'm going to guide my child. I'm going to teach her how to be a good human being. And we'll go from there, man. Like, right. Well, and then the other issue I was going to say I had with the whole idea, with the whole trans thing, as far as anything else goes, is this whole idea that we have to change our entire vocabulary based on <laughs> Compe- a fraction yeah. of our population. Compelled speech. Yep. Which is, which is just... Actually, uh, I referenced earlier that I, I really love Jordan Peterson. He's yeah. amazing. He's one of my all-time favorite, uh, you know, in the intellectual intellectuals. intellectuals. Period. Um, so one of the things that propelled him to stardom was that he stood against Canada's uh, compelled speech laws, and, and he was. It wasn't. He didn't. Di- he got demonized in a large way. People were like, "You, you think that you sh- uh, people shouldn't be able to, you know, use these pronouns or whatever." And he was like, "No, dude. I, I. It's not that I'm against using pronouns in reference to other people. It's that I'm against the government or even society telling me you are going to use these pronouns. Freedom of speech is fundamental to our." culture or way of life if i don't have the right to say whatever the fuck i want within reason you can't like have a call to arms you can't like hey go go do something to this person you can't do that that's wrong promote promote hostility and aggression but you can't tell me hey you're gonna call these people by this certain certain that just doesn't make any sense because I think a lot of people forget, or, or either uh, either they forget or they are ignorant of the way the law works. Once you set certain precedents, those precedents can be used to justify other things. Yeah. So let's say we we pass a law that says you have to use these pronouns. If you don't, there is a uh, criminal or civil fine or whatever. There is a punishment. Well, then that can be used as justification 
for a whole slew of other words that you either can or cannot use. It literally restricts second, uh, the First Amendment, restricts your, restricts your freedom of speech, and it's all downhill from there. It, it just gets worse. Well, then you start getting into thought laws. Yes, you can't even fucking think wrong. It's it's all an Orwellian, man. It very it, much 1984, is. 1984, A Brave New World, all this shit's coming true right before our very eyes. Those guys are modern-day prophets, man, like straight, <laughs> straight up. Um, I want to get to some of your your notes that you that you had if if you if you want. Honestly, to get... we kind of touched on oh, all wow. these okay. topics. Uh, I I just basically had some evidence that I was going to back it up if if you were a little bit skeptical on things such as dude, the topic I'm... of civil war, economic shortages. I mean, it's all going down, people, dude. You not you need to fucking be prepared. Like it's. We all see the writing on the wall. None of us want it to, but it's almost like a domino effect or or a snowball effect, actually, is it better. Once the snowball starts rolling downhill, it builds momentum, and it keeps knocking things out of its way until it's too big to stop. Well, I got to say, I honestly, and I don't want to promote anybody moving here, but... I I do feel like this is going to be one of the better safe havens if things were to, to... Implode. I would say you're wrong. Did you really? see that Billings Gazette article that said that by, uh, the, I think it was the beginning or end of 2022, that's, keep in mind, that is literally six months to a year and a half away, there will be two million people in Montana. We're hovering right around 1.1 million people, right? Well, that's a there, big influx, but it's that's not... That's a huge influx, man. That will completely change the cultural demographics of our whole state. Right, we, but it it's... It could it's... literally flip us from red to blue. Yeah, I no, I agree. But I would say also, though, even still, that's I would rather be in a small population state than a large population oh, state. Oh, most definitely. And like, with as much land as we have, with as much space as yeah. we have, that helps too. I'd rather be like that than in a smaller condensed area with a high oh, yeah. population. It gives people room to run away, you know what I mean? Yes. Versus like, it, you know, if you're in a place like LA, you have no choice but to fight for, you know, all, all the pol- uh, political stuff. You have no choice but to show up to these protests, these rallies, and even, God forbid, you have no choice but to involve yourself in conflict, whereas in places like Montana, you can run to the mountains, the Rockies, the Beartooths, whatever, and, and escape the bullshit. And to an extent, I would actually kind of somewhat argue the cultural change, maybe, maybe to a certain extent, but as far as politically, I don't know necessarily that it would, and here's why. Because most people leaving the places that they're in are leaving. Yeah, to get away from, like, especially Californians, a lot of them are leaving to get away from, from uh, the, the the fallback of their their uh, uniparty rule yeah. for the last 30, 40 years or whatever. And but. even if they fall on that <coughs> liberal spectrum, I'd say they fall f- closer to the middle and, like, what we're talking about with the independent We can aspect. hope. Oh, well, no, yeah. <laughs> we can I mean, hope, there's, man, there's definitely but... no evidence to back that up. I'm just using it. I'm just saying I'm assuming here. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, most people who are going to uproot from where they're right. living to go to a right. known red state like Texas, like Montana, typically aren't going to, you know, they're not diehard liberals to some degree yes but it also depends like if you look at joe rogan moving to austin texas can you imagine how many people followed him yeah but you know do you think I mean? they were like diehard woke liberals oh yeah who hate him it, n- not completely but i would say that the writing is on the wall in california people are tired of the high taxes they're tired of the yeah. authoritarian state they're they're just fucking tired of it you can't own a gun well you can but barely but it's it, extremely restrictive you know if uh, look at uh, 
the the lady who did you hear about the lady who tried running a, a restaurant outdoor restaurant mm-hmm. last year and then right next to her restaurant where she got shut down there was an exact same thing for a film producing crew or whatever where they were filming a movie fine. and they were fine you have that all over California and it doesn't matter right or left they all see it and they don't nobody wants to live under that kind of system but again this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with people <laughs> want to like stay within their culture so mm-hmm. even yeah. if even if those people left okay fair they would eventually adapt to the to the new culture they're in or they would rather just stay in the culture they're familiar with that's that's very true i i, I see exactly where you're coming from and i hope you're right so Maybe. so if they ended up leaving and going to a culture unfamiliar to them they would either adapt and grow and like just become part of that culture or yeah. Or they would not feel comfortable there and go back to the culture that they're familiar with. I would also argue it doesn't matter. We've already lost the culture war. The the left has won, dude. They 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 fucking won. Literally, they, the uh, Joe Biden is by executive decree giving the middle finger to the the Supreme Court and, and uh, the the like Congress. Everybody doing what they want. Uh, you have just like the the American culture is dominated by the left. We've lost. It's over. You know, like, it, will, is there a chance for change? Maybe, but I don't see very much hope for it. Well, I do think in the end, if it came down to it, I think it would just become a division of of lines within the yeah. country where, yeah. you know, like you said, there's going to be regions. It's, it's literally going to be, it, it's going to be cultural. It's going to be like Wyoming, Colorado, Idaho, you know, places like this, where it's California or Oregon, the whole Washington, the whole East Coast, you know. Or East Coast, West Coast. Up to, up to like, I would say probably... South Carolina, Georgia, maybe like Virginia and West Virginia, uh, that area south, and then like Texas would it would literally be I think like five regions. You you would have the the Pacific, the East Coast, the South, and then the North, and a little patch in the middle. You know, Um, it's all worrisome. What worries me most about civil war is, and a lot of people are talking about it these days, but I don't think they worry about it enough. Is China coming in and cleaning up the fucking pieces? Hundred percent. It's it's that's literally the thing I I fear the most. Is, it, it, is and you know if we were in their shoes, wouldn't we do that? Like we're talking about a nation that has nuclear. We have more nuclear weapons than almost. I think Russia is the only one that competes with us. China doesn't even have as many nukes as us, although they're they're building them now. They they uh, just a few months ago they they announced that they were investing a whole shitload more money into building their nuclear arsenal up. But the point being, if we go to civil war or, or a regional conflict and we split, who gets the nukes? Who gets the military bases? Who gets the fuck? And China's going to be, China, Russia, the whole world, they're going to be like, uh-uh. Americans are crazy as fuck. We're not going to leave a, a bunch of rednecks in the South. And I'm not saying they're all, they're not all rednecks. I'm just saying the way the world views us, they would be like, that is to be feared. We cannot let this happen. Yeah, yeah. And they would fucking, they would let us destroy ourselves to a certain extent and then come in and clean up the pieces. And, and there would be nothing we could do to stop them because there's no cultural unity. Well, back to what we, what we said after the whole fact. Let's just hope that's not. <laughs> yeah, for real. huh? <laughs> Let's fucking hope, man. Um, before we we're getting closer to the end, uh, want to talk about po- you're you're aspiring to be a podcaster. Yeah, absolutely. So what? Just just let everyone know kind of what you're because it sounds like it's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. can we expect from that? So uh, I'm going to be calling it Strange Thoughts. 
Um, I basically I referenced uh, Newton's uh, apple falling on his head. I want to be the apple that falls on people's heads. I just want to get you guys to think. I want to have conversations like this. So you can expect it. I plan on releasing my first episode in the next two to three weeks. Oh, I'm yeah. still waiting on some equipment, and I, I got some more learning to do. Uh, but you can expect that in the next two to three weeks. And uh, I just want to join the conversation. I, I, I really think that this is... We, much like ancient Greece with Aristotle and Socrates, the great thought leaders, having these giant conversations in front of people, that is what podcasting is today. We are the modern day philosophers. We think and we have ideas and we debate them or we talk about them. And I just want to join the conversation. So you can expect more uh, conversations like this, but I'll be branching out everywhere. I want to talk basically whatever interests uh, me, you know. Kind of Joe, Joe Rogan mixed with Tim Pool, you know, like political and cultural, but also, you know, music, sports. I love music. Uh, Tech Nine coming up o- October nineteenth. I can't wait for that show. It's my first show. Uh, oh, other wow. than other than Cutthroat, yeah, Cutthroat was the first show I saw in over a year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm super excited for some good live music. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, When's your next show, by the way? Shout that out. Uh, well, we're hoping it's the Scum Fest. Oh, okay. We're yeah. still kind of like on rocky ground. Yeah, now. I was gonna say there's. Aaron mentioned that there was some, uh, there was some ifs. Uh, yeah, in, pretty in much it's some ifs is what oh. it is right now. So right. I'm hoping it's that. Other than that, we're for sure playing Halloween night. All right. All at right. Uh, America. All right. Um, as far as the podcast, your podcast goes, are, are you planning on doing all interview st- or like conversation styles like this, or are you think you're going to do kind of what I do, where it's some solo, yeah. some some solo? Uh, I'm I'm going to try and I want to help inform people, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be finding interesting topics, researching them as much as I possibly can, and then sitting down and doing uh, solos where I just talk about things that interest me, and also bringing on interesting guests that we like sit down and have crazy conversations, everything from. Like I, I've I've got several ideas in the works. I I haven't got anything too concrete yet. You're gonna but. find scheduling wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna love that yeah. that you decided yeah. to do that because there's been times where I'll have a guest. Yeah. And like they'll have to cancel. Yeah. yeah and then sure. I'll just be like, fuck it. I'll just do a solo one tonight. You know. Yeah. Because that's it's just it makes life a lot easier. It gives you some flexibility. Um. The only. Do, do you know if you're going to post once a week, multiple times a week? Um, I think I'm going to start out with once a week, get the hang of things. I don't want to jump in like crazy and burn myself out or, say, run out of material. I'm on a learning curve right I now. I would stick with the so, once a so week. So it's going to be once a week. I'm not sure about my release dates. And don't do less um, than once a week. Yeah, no, for the sure. The biggest thing that you the, – the most important thing that I've ever learned doing this is consistency. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually want to – and this is not a money thing for me. Like you mentioned, you don't do this for the money. You want to join the conversation. It's the same thing. I could give a fuck if I make a single dollar off of YouTube. But if you do... But if I do, it'd be pretty cool, man. Yeah, make absolutely. me a millionaire. Watch my videos. But if I don't, it is what it is. This this is about... So I'm most passionate... I was once asked, what am I most passionate about? It's ideas, learning, thoughts. That's where I find myself most happy it's just sitting down and talking to people and getting to know what they think so that's kind of my goal so cool sounds like it's going to be great so everybody keep an eye out for that um i do actually want to start a local podcast community like just a little dude yeah that would be great kind of like joe rogan back in the day they had brendan schaub uh oh my god uh big guy why am i joey joey diaz you know like and they all group together and then they all 
Yeah, of course. That Go would on be everybody's great if we could start uh, if we could start something like that here in Billings, help promote man. each other's podcasts. Fuck and like, yeah. if, even if we had like a community page where we could just like every, everyone post their podcast yeah, for that for page, sure. Yeah, for sure. Be great. I, I'm super stoked for it, man, and I'm so glad I got this opportunity to come on Life's a Garden. It's been great, guys. Watch this show, man. It's Go back and watch some of his episodes. It's pretty entertaining. I heard about how you puked on a date in your first episode. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. He's, he's got some pretty good stories, man. Like, And then I um, always like to close the show with a positive or motivational message from the guest to the audience. So I've got two. Uh, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And that's how we should all be as people. I'm not saying be aggressive, but I'm saying don't don't take the bullshit, man. And the other thing is love, dude. Like straight up, anybody who's Gandhi, Jesus, Martin Luther King, they all had a, a, a core idea behind their message. Love. Love your neighbor, man. You know, don't judge them. A piece of shit is a piece of shit, dude. It doesn't matter what they, what, what race, gender, or anything. You know, a piece of shit is a piece of shit, and a good person is a good person. So just, like, conduct yourself with love, dude. Like, that's... You get a lot further, man. You meet a lot of cool people. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a good note to go out on. All right. Thank you guys all for watching. Appreciate it. Keep an eye out for... What's the... Po- uh, strange Thoughts is what it's called. Okay. Keep an eye out yeah. for that. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow yeah. the podcast. But most importantly, don't forget... Life's a garden. (laughs) Dig it. Dig it.